Let's pray. Our most gracious God and Heavenly Father, we come to you again. And as we open your word, Lord, we pray that you'd open our hearts and our minds to hear what you have to say to us. Oh, Lord, may these feeble, stammering lips um, do justice to your word. Help me, Lord, to handle it aright. I pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So we will be looking at Exodus chapter 16 today, starting in verse 11. So Exodus 16, verse 11. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, I have heard the murmurings of the children of Israel. Speak unto them, saying, At even ye shall eat flesh, and in the morning ye shall be filled with bread, and ye shall know that I am the Lord your God. And it came to pass that at even the quails came up and covered the camp, and in the morning the dew lay round about the host. And when the dew that lay was gone up, behold, upon the face of the wilderness there lay a small round thing, as small as the hoarfrost on the ground. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, It is manna, for they wist not what it was. And Moses said unto them, This is the bread which the Lord hath given you to eat. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, and omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And the children of Israel did so, and gathered, some more, some less. And when they did meet it with an omer, he that gathered much had nothing over, and he that gathered little had no lack. They gathered every man according to his eating. And Moses said, Let no man leave of it till the morning. Notwithstanding, they hearkened not unto Moses, but some of them left of it until the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was wroth with them. And they gathered it every morning, every man according to his eating. And when the sun waxed hot, it melted. So if we go back just a little bit to view this scene that leads up to uh, this portion that we've read, the Israelites had just recently experienced God miraculously parting the Red Sea, allowing them to escape from the pursuing Egyptian army. But we look at the last verse of chapter 14, which reads, And Israel saw that great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians, and the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. The near entirety of chapter 15 documents the song they sang unto the Lord. Listen to a few select verses as they sing sing things such as, in verse 2, The Lord is my strength and song, and he has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will prepare him in habitation, my father's God, and I will exalt him. Verse 3, the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. Verse 6, thy right hand, O Lord, is become glorious in power. Thy right hand, O Lord, hath dashed in pieces the enemy. Verse 11, who is like unto thee, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like thee, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? Verse 13, Thou in thy mercy seat hast led forth the people which thou hast redeemed. Thou hast guided them in thy strength unto thy holy habitation. Verse 18, the Lord shall reign forever and ever. They were just on fire. They were singing and praising God. But shortly after they went into the wilderness of Shur, 
when they took journey from Elam, we read this in chapter 16, verses 2 to 3. And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots, and when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. What a difference in spirit only a few days made in their countenance and attitude. Even though they were so faithless toward and murmuring against him, God still provided for them again in another miraculous way by providing daily manna to sustain them in the wilderness. And there's a lot that I think we can learn from this and apply to our own lives today. And I want to look specifically at the at three aspects of the manna. So first, I'd like to look at the miracle of the manna. They were in the wilderness. And in human terms and understanding, there was nothing in that area that could provide food for them. No berry or nut or fig producing trees. No wild animals to go harvest other than the quail that the Lord himself sent up to them. And yet the scriptures read that when the dew had gone up, there lay the manna, a small round thing like hoarfrost. And when the children of Israel saw it, they said one to another, it is manna, for they wist not what it was. They wist not what it was. They'd never seen such a thing before. And God was providing something brand new to them, a daily miracle from his hand to provide them sustenance. And it's amazing there was always enough there to gather for each one's daily need. No more, no less. When the sun was hot and up, the manna melted away. C.H. Spurgeon had this to say, quote, no man or no woman, no child was forgotten. Every morning, there was the sufficient quantity for every man, according to his eating for that day. There was no more, and there was never any less. So carefully did God watch over each individual. End quote. Think upon your own experience, and as I think upon mine, we can all recount the many times that God has miraculously provided for us. Circumstances that just seemed humanly impossible were miraculously ordered by God at just the right time. Even sufferings and trials laid upon us have been in just the right measure and in the most calculated way by a loving Heavenly Father to at times bring us to the very edge of the precipice, but no further. Psalm 56 verses 3 and 4 says, What time I am afraid, I will trust in thee. In God I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. I will not fear what flesh can do unto me. And secondly, I'd like to look at the provision of the manna. It was to be a daily provision. So we can look again at verse 16. This is the thing which the Lord hath commanded. Gather of it every man according to his eating, and omer for every man according to the number of your persons. Take ye every man for them which are in his tents. And then in verse 26, six days ye shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, in it there shall be none. It's so interesting that the Israelites were not to rely on the manna beyond the day in which it was gathered, excepting on the Sabbath, when they were to do no gathering, but rely on the double portion they had collected the day before. 
but it was a daily gathering, a daily providing, a daily collection to be used in that day that it was brought in. And I think this is very instructive to us as we go about our days in this time and place in which we live. Um, Take a look at Matthew 6, verse 11, and teaching us how to pray, Christ told his disciples, give us this day our daily bread. We can apply this to our temporal provisions. You know, you think about the food and the and uh, and drink and clothing and sustenance that God provides to us. But uh, I think even more particularly, we should focus on our spiritual provisions. God wants us daily in his word, daily in prayer, daily relying on him for the needs that we have each and every day. God's storehouse of spiritual blessing is continually open. He commands us to be in the scriptures. He bids us to come to him in prayer, and he desires for us to meditate upon him. And for all this provision that he gives us, there is no charge. It's all freely given. But we need to get out out of our proverbial tent and go and gather it, and gather it daily. We can't rely on yesterday's spiritual manna to get us through today. We have to daily go to God, searching for and collecting the right amount for the day at hand. And he knows that if we try to collect more spiritual food than we need as a way of stockpiling it for a few days, it will not be fresh food to our souls. And such is the Christian experience that when we neglect God on any given day, we're spiritually malnourished and unable to effectively live for him on yesterday's manna. I feel this when the busyness of life creeps in and and I and I don't have that daily manna gathering with the Lord. I feel very spiritually malnourished and ineffective. There's another quote from C.H. Spurgeon that goes like this, quote, if you, but if you have spiritual life, you must feed it, and God will give you manna from heaven, that is, Christ himself, with which to feed your soul. He is that bread of life which came down from heaven, and you must feed on him. Take care that you go diligently to work to get this spiritual food. The Israelites were up betimes to gather the manna which fell morning by morning. Be not idlers with the word of God. Search it. Get up early in the morning to read your Bible if you cannot do it at other times. Steal from your sleep a happy hour to read the scriptures. Diligently and earnestly seek the Lord, for he has said, they that seek me early shall find me. End quote. Matthew 6.34 is a very appropriate verse here. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take care shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. And finally, as we look to close, I want to uh, have us view the manna as a type of Christ. John 6.35 says, And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Jesus is our daily nourishment. He's our ultimate sustainer. He is truly the bread of life, and in Christ we shall never hunger. We shall never be in want of anything, but we have to daily flee to our heavenly manna, Jesus, seeking him, knowing him more deeply than the day before, not relying on yesterday's fellowship with him, but a new and fresh daily supply. John 6.51 reads, 
I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. Let's pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, we confess we don't collect the spiritual manna daily as we ought. We long to know you and your Son and your Spirit more intimately, more purposefully, more consistently. We desire to be used of you to bring glory to you and to you alone. Lord God, mold us and shape us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.